Welcome to Fun and Fundraising, everybody, the podcast where we talk with people behind top nonprofit signature fundraising galas and fundraising events to showcase how they positively transform their communities. I am your host, Rob Giardinelli, and today I'm really excited to have two special guests on. Our guests today are Grace Gosnell and Victoria Villarreal, and they are the co-chairs of the upcoming Bush Barbara Bush Houston Literacy Center Foundation's 2023 Storybook Gala. The theme this year is Around the World with Madeline. And what we're going to talk about today is this is actually put on by the Young Professionals Group. So this is really going to be a wonderful insight with chairs, you know, that can kind of speak from firsthand experience, Grace and Victoria, on, you know, working with and just really understanding how to get people involved, especially from a networking perspective, and especially with folks who may be in their 20s and 30s and trying to cultivate that next generation of philanthropic leaders. So with that, Grace, Victoria, welcome. And I'm so excited to have you both on as guests today. Thank you so much for having us. Awesome. So I would love for one of you to share, um, you know, what the mission is of the Barbara, Barbara Bush Houston Literacy Foundation. So the Barbara Bush Houston Literacy Foundation um, is about making literacy accessible for all throughout the city of Houston. Mrs. Bush's legacy was literacy for all. So at the core of everything the foundation does and the young professionals group does and the you know, beneficiaries of the gala proceeds is that mission, making literacy accessible for all. That's fantastic. And it, it it's nice to see that because I remember, you know, and I'm a little older than you all. So I remember when I was a kid, that was always her thing. It was always on the news every night that she was always promoting literacy. And, you know, I'm not from Texas. So coming here and just knowing that that legacy still lives on, you know, 30 years after she left the White House, it's really cool to see. So thank you so much for sharing that and how, you know, after even after someone is no longer here with us, their legacies can really live and carry on forever. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's something where, you know, if you talk to almost anybody, they have that same story of of Mrs. Bush and her her legacy that she left behind of literacy. And she was such a champion for it. So we're we're quite, quite blessed and quite fortunate that we get to be, even be a small part of that. Yeah, it is. And it, it's great to be able to be a small part and continue someone's legacy on. And, you know, I want to talk about the organization and I'd love to hear how each of you got involved with this organization, especially, you know, coming from a young professional's perspective. So, you know, um, we'll start with Grace on this one. So Grace, tell us, you know, tell me how you initially got involved. And then Victoria, I'd love to hear how you got involved as well. Yeah, I, you know, I very first got out, I I went to a, a tacky sweater book wrapping party. The very first event I ever attended, a friend invited me and I said, well, I mean, that sounds like a blast. So why not? And funny enough, one of the very first people I met at that event was Victoria and we're we're fast friends, fast forward to today. Um, and so really it was just a, a colleague of mine reached out and said, this might be something you might, you might want to attend. I can't go, but you might like it. And I'm so glad I did. It was just a, a, a happen chance that I, that I stumbled upon the organization and it's one that I love today. That's fantastic. So can I ask you, what made you decide this organization? Cause you know, Houston is bustling with tons of really, really good nonprofits. So what what spoke to you about this particular, you know, this particular organization? This one was right up my alley. I, in college, I would read to elementary school students. I, I would shoot for roughly once a week when my, when my schedules allowed it with school. And I just, I fell in love with working with kids and helping them kind of, you know, work through their problems, be it 
you know, some math homework that they were struggling with. You know, a lot of my kids, it was reading. And so when I, when I found out about the, the Barbara Bush Houston Literacy Foundation, it was just, just such a natural thing for me to want to continue. That's awesome. And it's great that, you know, when things are kind of presented to you, you can kind of see from your previous experiences, I'll be able to do good, you know, with this experience and just, you know, learn, especially as you go on your philanthropic journey, you know, that, you know, for a lot of us, it goes on for your, you know, your whole adult life. That's fantastic. Now, Victoria, tell us how, you know, so you're the veteran. <laughs> we've, we've determined. <laughs> yeah. So tell us, yeah. you know, tell us how you initially became involved with the organization. Gosh, so I've been involved with um, the Young Professionals Group of the Barbara Bush Houston Literacy Foundation for almost 10 years, um, whenever the YPG first started. Um, and I honestly found it through like a, a pushed Facebook ad to attend a happy hour and networking event. And um, it was back when, you know, YPGs were just really starting to form throughout the city. And uh, literacy has always just been very important to me. I love reading. I grew up with books around the house and I, you know, volunteered from such a young age um, in underserved communities. And so I knew very quickly how um, resources aren't spread around to everyone. And literacy, if you can't read, you know, you, the chances of you succeeding as an adult are very rare. And then if you're a person of color and a male and you can't read your, um, the statistically you going to, you know, prison is a lot higher. So finding an organization that really provides literacy for everyone is just very important. Um, and everyone that has been part of the Young Professionals Group and is part of the foundation's efforts has just been so kind and, and warm. Uh, and so it's been very easy to, you know, be a volunteer um, in various capacities for this long with the organization. And then, you know, being able to spread Mrs. Bush's mission is just, you know, it's a badge of honor that I think we all get to carry. And then, um, you know, Grace and I are both part of other young professionals groups and organizations throughout the city. But this one uh, uh, is, you know, at the top of our list just because of the change that we've personally been able to be a part of for schools and organizations and different communities, but also um, just to be able to share that for other people and help them find their, their calling within our organization as well has been very impactful. That's amazing. And I, I want to, we'll, we'll dive in in a second, a little bit about young professionals groups, but, you know, can you share Victoria? Cause it's very interesting what you brought up. You've been involved with this organization for 10 years. That's a really long time to be involved. What yeah. makes you come back year after year after year? Um, gosh, I mean, just being able to, to help create change. And I think, you know, for whether it's in your career or volunteerism, but being able to make a small amount of change, whether it's for one student, one family, one community, you you really get, you know, drink the Kool-Aid per se and be wanting to be able to do more. And, you know, I start, start, started serving on the YPG board pretty quickly after joining the organization and have served in various capacities, president, service, communications, vice president, now gala co-chair. Um, and it, it's it's been great to see the people along the way that are able to help create the change as well. And I think that's what keeps me going. In addition to just the simplicity of like being able to, rev to provide a book to someone that they get to keep forever. And um, in addition to all the other great things that we get to do, but the most simplest act that we're able to do to provide a book to a child or to a young adult or, you know, a mother to read to their children, for them to read themselves. It's just such a gift that I don't think a lot of people realize how 
there are so many families out there that don't have books in their homes and that we are able to do just a little ounce of that is what keeps me coming back. That's amazing. And I love how, you know, how passionately you talked about that story. And you brought up like 17 things I want to answer questions. <laughs> so we could literally talk for five hours, I think. But, you know, I want to go on and I want this, you know, Grace to field this next question. And that is, Absolutely. we've talked a few times about the Young Professionals Group. Tell, you know, for anyone who, you know, may be starting a new nonprofit or may not be familiar with the term, Grace, can you share what, you know, the the Bar the Bush Literacy Young Professional Group is and what a young professional group is in general. Yeah, I'd say, you know, a young professional group in general, you know, I think that really is just a, a, a collection of passionate people. And, I, and I'd say that our young professionals is exactly that. We're, we're a very passionate group of, of Houston's young professionals, I would say probably future leaders, a lot of them. And we're all committed to the same mission, which is changing lives through the power of literacy. And, and we do that with all of our work, be that putting little free libraries, we call them Barber's Book Boxes around town, maybe we're renovating a library, but really at the core of it, we're a group of people that all have a shared passion. And we want to, we really want to just see that change. And, and I think because of that, because we share this passion and we're all, we're all so committed to this goal, it makes it really easy to kind of network and, and I would say form very fast friendships because you all care so deeply about the same cause that it's, you almost make these immediate friends, you know, through it where, you know, maybe you meet somebody at a, at a happy hour and you schedule a coffee with them the next week, or, you know, maybe you run into the game again at a school library somewhere. And it's these really, really deep and genuine connections. And I think it makes our young professionals group really fantastic. There's, there's obviously tons around Houston, but, you know, I, I really believe that ours is, is one of the best in terms of our, our people who get involved and, um, just just really the passion in their hearts for for this important work. Well, I love what you brought up, you know, brought up there about, you know, passionate people coming together because, you know, sometimes people, especially coming out of COVID, some people can kind of have social anxiety and people are always like, when I go to a networking event, well, what do I say? And really the first thing to just remember with any event is if you're there and someone else is there, you have that passion in common. Yes. Just start with that simple question if you don't know what to say. Because I think sometimes people are like, oh gosh, I have to have a 45 minute conversation. But you know, if it spews organically because you have the same book, same favorite book or same favorite author. It's just amazing how things, you know, can organically flow. So I'm really glad that you, you know, that you brought that up. And, you know, I, Victoria, I, you know, the next question I have is for you. And what I'd like to know is, and it's really kind of piggybacking on what, you know, Grace was talking about. Why is it important for young professionals to get involved in their community? Gosh, I mean, the, the one of the most beautiful things about Houston is that there's something for everyone. If you're passionate about homelessness, if you're passionate about, you know, um, lack of food resources, health resources, education, there's something for everyone. And so it's really about like finding what your calling is or what your purpose is and really honing into that and being more involved to make it the impact. And it's like, you know, there's, and to that other side of the coin is like, there's only almost too many things, but if you really narrow in on the couple things that, you know, you want to help change, um, you'll surround yourselves, like Grace said, with people that, you know, want to help make a difference in that same sector of, of need. And so, I mean, Grace and I have, you know, 
built such a wonderful group of close friends over the years that, you know, we celebrate each other's personal victories in addition to like our philanthropic victories. And um, it's just a good way to connect as well with joining a, a young professionals group, but also too, it just really helps you to grow in your career and um, you gain skills if you're involved in different ways that you wouldn't normally um in a professional way. And sometimes you're able to carry over those skills uh, into your professional world. Um, and I think it's just really important to get involved and you never know who you're going to meet. And then, you know, you join one group and, or then you join a second group and you realize how it just gets smaller and smaller, this, this area, <laughs> this network, but everyone, you know, is in there with a, a good heart and they're willing to help each other out in some way, shape or form. That's fantastic. And, you know, I, I want to kind of dive a little bit deeper into that if we can. And just, you know, maybe if each of you, you know, and Grace, we can start with you, but how is being involved with a nonprofit, how has it helped you expand your network on a professional level over the years? And Victoria, I'd love for you to answer that after Grace does. Yeah, I mean, from a professional level, I mean, you know, be it interacting with other other members who were on the executive team for the YPG, even the foundation staff, you know, I've I've come across people who have become really very deeply trusted influences in my life and people who I would consider, you know, not only friends, but almost even mentors at this point, or, you know, just folks I can turn to if I need a second opinion or or some guidance on something. I would have think twice about calling Victoria and saying, what do you think about this? Am I on the right track? And, you we all are able to bounce the things like that off each other, I feel like. And it, you know, having such a strong network of people who, you know, you you just hold in such high regard because you know their ethics and their values. And, um, you know, you just, you get that from volunteering. And so I think it's just a fantastic way to surround yourself and build your network out with people who are, are really high quality, just truly genuine folks. That's fantastic. And Victoria, I'd love for you to elaborate on, you know, how, you know, being involved with nonprofits has helped you professionally from a networking perspective as well. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you never know who you're going to need in your corner. And it's like, you'll find the best people to turn to within these organizations throughout the city. Um, and then like Grace said, you know, there's never a shortage of, you know, trusted people to, that you can turn to, whether it's getting professional advice or, you know, you see you have a mutual, mutual um, connection. And then maybe for a business purpose, you're like, hey, do you mind giving me like a soft introduction? Or, you know, this person works for X company, and I'm curious about a career in that field, or, you know, my partner is interested in a career in that field, like, do you mind doing an intro? And so I know our group kind of utilizes you uh, networking and things of that nature. Um, and then your circle just kind of grows and grows throughout, you know, the city and you get to um, help create change. And then um, there's also, it's also good just for um, building that, that circle of people as well, because, you know, they always say, you know, be nice to everyone because you never know when you're going to need them again in the future. And I think we've seen that too and as young professionals. And I think it's always good to have everybody uh, in your corner or not far from that because Houston, I always say it, the biggest, smallest city. And you never know who knows who or who you may need to help or who may be seeking your guidance or help. And to be able to have that open door um, is, is very beneficial. And so I think being able to utilize that into your career as well is also is also helpful. 
You know, it, you know, I love how both of you explain that. And really there, there was like a common theme that I heard with both. And that is, you know, it's, it allows you connectivity and it allows you to feel less alone. And you both kind of alluded to being able to call people when certain things do come up, you know, whether it's someone wants to do a career change, whether someone recently got laid off, whether someone has this job opportunity and it's really good, but it may not pay as much as where they currently are, but they could get further ahead. And having that network of people and that network of voices is really, it sounds like it's really important. And it sounds like it's really benefited both of you, you know, quite a bit to have that, not just, you know, personally, but also professionally too. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know there's been a few of us within our group, whether it's been ourselves or like our close friends that we've met through um, Barbara Bushy Literacy Foundation that have, you know, wanted to make career changes and they'll, they'll say, hey, what's this job posting at your company? Do you mind connecting me with, you know, the hiring manager or can we get some more insight in that? Or, you know, do you mind if I schedule coffee with your your husband to like pick his brain on how it is working for this company and things like that. So, you know, being able to build that network within a network is just, it's very nice as well. That's fantastic. And I'm going to ask if you don't, if neither of you remembers or if you have differing versions, that's okay. But do you remember at that first event, Grace, that you went to and you met Victoria, who introduced, who, who introduced one another or did a third person just connect you to? You know, I think I came up to the registration table to check in and Victoria was back there working. She was on the, on the, <laughs> um, and I, we just, I was a new face and she, you know, instantly was just so welcoming and so warm and, you know, said, you know, hi, my name's Victoria, you know, nice to meet you, you know, tell me a little about yourself. And, um, it wasn't very long after that I ended up joining the committee myself and, you know, here we are. That's yeah. fantastic. You know, and it, it just goes to show, I mean, it was, it was a simple introduction and it's carried, you know, it's carried for years. And I've got some questions, you know, about um, friendship and sharing gallus together. And we'll, we'll get to that in a moment, but before we do, you know, the storybook gala that's coming up um, in November, in um, October is, November. It, or November, I'm sorry, starts with a kickoff party before the event. So can you, um, can you all explain what a kickoff party is and how that helps generate buzz and excitement for the event? Go for it, Grace. You've been working on this. Sure. Yeah. So, so our kickoff party, I, we're working on it today. Our kickoff party is an event. We always hold it a couple months before the actual, the big gala. And it's a really great opportunity for us. We invite our sponsors. We invite some of our VIPs, our host committee members. We're, we're bringing back a host committee this year really just people who are good friends of the foundation, passionate about the mission and the cause. And it's a great way for us to get all of those people in a room, just really help them feel the buzz of the gala. We're working on it day in and day out. And so we're getting so excited. So it's just a fantastic opportunity for us to convey that excitement to these people who care about the mission as deeply as we do and let them go out into the community, into the city, tell their friends and their networks and their colleagues help us spread that buzz because there's only a handful of us gala chairs, but there's a lot of them that are really passionate about this. So it's it's just a fabulous way to kind of get the word out and, and spread the buzz. That's fantastic. And Victoria, maybe you can elaborate a little bit and maybe share, you know, you know, because you've been with, involved with the organization for a while. What's the secret to getting a good number of people to turn out to a kickoff event? Because, you know, you know, when you do a kickoff event, you're you're basically asking the people involved to go to two different things. So it's obviously the gala on the, you know, on the night that it happens and, you know, a kickoff event, you know, what's the secret to getting people to, you know, 
make the commitment to go to some, you know, go to more than one thing around a gala or signature fundraising event? Gosh, I don't really think there's a big secret. I think it's just people that are passionate about wanting to help celebrate this mission in more of a social way versus the service way. Um, and they come together and everyone's just get, it just gets excited about it. I think we've gotten really lucky not only to have um, Mrs. Bush's name tied to, you know, our gala, but also that we've had such a a great dynamic and diverse group of people attend our galas every year in addition to companies. So I think we have built a, a strong reputation for, you know, party with a purpose as we like to call it. And so, um, and I think people really trust the work that we're doing with the proceeds from the gala, which is what we hold near and dear to our hearts is being able to say like, this is what we're doing um, with your contributions. And so come celebrate with us twice, why not? And so um, people will just come and they get excited for the kickoff party, just as excited as they are for the gala. Well, and that excitement, you know, conveys, you know, and one way you all do that with the, the, the gala itself is, you know, I've noticed that each year you tend to hold them in different spaces and different venues. So, you know, tell us a little bit about where it's going to be this year and how it was different from last year and also how, um, how that helps keep the event exciting for your guests, exciting for your donors and keeps them guessing. And Grace, I'd love for you to start with this question. Yeah, so we do. I, almost every couple of years, we we tend to change venues. And um, so this year, we are at a very historic venue, Union Station, which is at Minute Maid Field, where our Astros play. And I think it's a fantastic venue to host an event like ours. Um, you know, changing venues, I, it'll, I'll tell you, it requires a little bit of extra work on the front end. You're, you're learning new logistics, and you've got a new contact. Um, but I really think it pays off when, when you have your, your guests and your donors and they get to come experience the buzz and the excitement of a new location. Um, you know, I think Union Station in particular this year is going to be fantastic. You, you get this sense of pride for the city. Um, you know, really just the buzz of being there, I think is, is fantastic. And I think you get that when you change venues, it keeps it really fresh and, and new for your guests so that, you know, it's not the same room every year. We were in that ballroom last year and it doesn't look that much different besides what's on the tabletop. So, you know, we <laughs> like to really mix it up and keep it fresh so that it's, you know, it feels like a new event every year. We, we, you mentioned earlier, Around the World with Madeline is our theme this year. And we we typically change our, our little sub-theme each year, which is it just that combined with the venue change is such a great way to keep it a fresh and, and really lively event every year. Well, at that and also, you know, you get to be, I mean, the fact that it's at Minute Maid Field and you're there for a gala. So, I mean, you're in there. It's like if you've ever gone to an amusement park for like a private party at night, like it is such exactly. a special experience to be in a space like that with two or 300 other people. It's just, it, it, it's just, I've had the good fortune of going to quite a few of those types of things over the years. And I am as excited now as I was 20 years ago doing them because it's, there's just something buoyant and exciting about that. And Victoria, you know, I know you've been involved with the organization for a while. What are you most excited about, about this space versus, you know, other spaces that you've, you know, you've, you've gone to this event for in the past? I mean, as a native Houstonian, I mean, being able to uh, host a gala for our Houston Astros where they live is actually just, it's a very exciting time to be an Astros fan with, you know, last year's World Series and just the team and stuff, but also to um, being able to have such a unique and 
somewhat exclusive opportunity for our guests to, you know, go to the park after hours to, we have some fun tricks up our sleeves uh, that we'll have for our guests. And so being able to put together this, this beautiful production that Grace and our other coacher Courtney and I have, you know, kind of like created in our heads. It's, it's just exciting. And I think being able to change venues and each year having a new storybook, which people are always asking, like, what's the new storybook going to be? And so once we unveil it, everyone's like, oh, that's so great. We love that. We can't wait to see what y'all do with it and do with the space. So being able to host it at you know, like Grace said, such a historic venue that is near and dear to people of Houston's hearts is is just something special that we're going to be able to produce. That's awesome. And one thing that I've just noticed in, in the time that we've been chatting together is you two have such a wonderful rapport with one another. So, um, you know, you, you told me something before we went on the air here, but this was the first time you're both, you know, co-chairing a gala. So I really have two questions for each of you. And that is, you know, what is the secret to co-chairing with a friend, you know, because you two have been friends for a long time. Um, let's start with that question first. And Grace, I'd love to start with you. Yeah, I mean, I think getting to chair with a friend, honestly, has been the biggest blessing. We've had so much fun so far. And I mean, you know, we just, we constantly stay in touch. We've got a, a chat thread going, the three of us as co-chairs, and we just bounce each other's, you know, ideas back and forth. And, you know, I'll have a question about something and, you know, one of them will answer or vice versa. And, um, you know, it's it's been so much fun to do it together because we are such good friends and and we do really kind of understand the way each other thinks. And it it's worked very well so far, I have to say. Oh, that's, you know, that's fantastic. And Victoria, I'd love your thought, your thoughts on that as well. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Like whenever we first started kind of um, creating the idea of us, you know, co-chairing the gala in 2023 and 2024, um, you know, we're like, can we do it? And then there was a time where I told Grace, I was like, I wouldn't do it with anyone else. Uh, I mean, I would have to do it with you because we've worked closely together for, you know, so many years on the YPG and, you know, um, you know, when I was president, Grace was vice president and chair elect and, you know, we've got to really learn how each other operates and it's just been very helpful with something of this, you know, this size. Um, and I mean, I know, and we know that we can just count on each other no matter what time of day it is to be and say like are we moving in the right direction or is it, are we sure we want to go forward with this and we're doing and just and also just to support each other at the core um, because you know we we all have our full-time jobs and careers and to add all this on uh, which you know it does require a lot of time and heart and passion but being able to share that with you know someone that you've developed a friendship with through this organization is it's just really special and i know we have support from our group of friends through that we've met made through this organization as well so it's like we're almost doing it as like a, a large group and grace and courtney and i are just lucky to help you know lead the effort I love that. And, you know, I love that you mentioned, you know, you're juggling your professional responsibilities with that too. You know, what, what's a piece of advice you would give to somebody, you know, to successfully balance kind of your, you know, your philanthropic life with your social life, with your professional life? Yeah. I mean, I think you, you really have to just be super dedicated and really diligent. And I think, you know, just being able to, you know, really be organized and and trust your team. Cause that's, you know, that's a huge part of it is, 
it's not just Victoria and I, we've got Courtney, our third co-chair, the foundation staff, the, the auction chairs, you know, it really is a group effort and a labor of love on everybody's part. And so I think having a team that you can trust and, and really know that everybody's getting the job done is, is a huge part of it. That's fantastic. And, you know, let, let's talk a little bit more about the gala itself. And I'd love for both of you to share, you know, what can people, you know, once they get to Minute Maid, Minute Maid and get to walk in, what will guests experience at this year's Storybook Gala? Oh, so one fun thing that we, we've had at our last few uh, galas is we have characters. Um, so we have live characters. So I won't say what characters that we're going to have, <laughs> but we do have a fantastic, well-curated lineup of um, characters representing Madeline's travels, which um, it, going kind of going back to our theme. So around the world with Madeline, there is a book where she travels to Texas, actually. She has a, um, a distant, wealthy oil uh, uncle who passed away, and she has to come to Texas on a plane with, of course, with the other girls in Miss Caval. So they travel to Texas and they experience the whole Texas um, environment, cowboy boots, Alamo, Capitol and all. And so, um, but of course, the, the core of Madeline is um, her European travels. And so we're, we're hoping to really provide our guests with an experience of Madeline in Texas and America, and then Madeline's beautiful adventures over Europe. And so um, I think we always have a little something extra that uh, up our sleeves that guests may not expect. But then when they get there, they're like, oh, that was really cool. I can't believe y'all pulled that off. So um, I think we have a couple of those little surprises in store as well. Yeah. That's and and it'll it'll be the party with a purpose. Like Victoria said yeah. earlier, it will be the party with a purpose like it always is big and loud. And we've got a fabulous band again, the dry water band. And, um, you know, one thing I think we're we're decently known for is we always have a fantastic auction. Our chairs are top notch and they have put together some fabulous packages for people to bid on. There's there is quite literally something for everyone. There's travel, there's jewelry, there are dining experiences that one cannot just go out and get themselves. So there's, that's going to be so much fun for people to get to bid on and snag some really cool little items and, um, you know, help us give back to this mission that we're so passionate about. That's yeah, awesome. plenty of ways to give throughout the event for any price point. That's fantastic. And that's, it's always good to have a range, especially with the young professionals group, because some may have some more disposable income than others. And then that way, everyone, especially with something experiential, people feel compelled to give, especially if it's a place they've been wanting to go to, they budgeted for it already. And, you know, they can do it and donate and benefit to a really, you know, to a really good cause as well. I think that's, um, I think that's, I think that's great. And, you know, and Victoria, did I hear you correctly earlier when you said this was the first of two years you all were chairing this and you were going to chair it again next year? Or did I imagine <laughs> that? Well, yeah, the, we, we have committed to, to two years. Of okay. Chairing. Yeah. So I will say this, it, you know, the, the most thankless job in fundraising to me is anyone who can curate a good silent auction. Anyone who does that, and the fact that you've got rock star folks behind you, those are people you know you're going to keep close to you because you know those are those are folks that um, Victoria and Grace um, 
can go ahead and help cultivate. And maybe in a couple of years, those folks will be, you know, the, the, the you know, the co-chairs of it after you get to be chair emeritus and just go and enjoy. So um, I just wanted to bring, I wanted to bring that, you know, bring that little bit of a tidbit up, but it sounds like it's going to be a really, really fantastic event. And, you know, before we go, I want to ask one question. And we talked about this in the green room that, you know, you, you two are both so well-spoken that I, I'm very surprised to hear that this is the first gala either of you have chaired. So what piece of advice would each of you give to someone looking to chair their first gala? I'll start and just say, you know, I think I think a big piece of advice is just, you know, really knowing what is what is expected and what's required of you, making sure that, you know, you're setting yourself up for success, because if you're imagining that you're going to go out and raise fifty thousand dollars for an event, but the you know, the goal really that somebody else has in mind is is five hundred thousand, you're not going to be aligned. And so you've got to just know that you're setting yourself up, your expectations are aligned and that you've got a team around you that you feel confident that you can achieve it. Victoria kind of touched on that earlier and just said, you know, we wanted to do this together because we knew that we could accomplish our goals if we worked as a team. There was no doubt in either of our minds. And so I think knowing the expectations and aligning yourself with the right people who, who you, you know, you feel super confident that you're going to knock it out of the park. Fantastic. And Victoria, what about you? Gosh, I definitely echo everything Grace said, but really building, you know, your team and leaning on the support of each other and finding each other's strengths. Like Grace and I are very lucky to have our our third co-chair, Courtney. And, you know, we all going into this, we all knew what our strengths were and how we would balance one another and how we would depend on the foundation as well. So really like being not being afraid to ask for, you know, support from one another or, you know, have, you know, someone take charge of one thing and the other take charge of another or what have you, but just really, um, really leaning on one another for that. Because again, you know, we all have our jobs, but this is our passion project of ours. Um, and we know there's only so many hours in the day. And so we, we but we want to do it all and we do, but it's reminding ourselves that um, it's okay to ask for help with something this large. And then also um, just to really, you know, you have to be passionate about the organization that you're trying to raise money from. You have to be able to, you know, drink the Kool-Aid 20 million times. That's what we say with it <laughs> to be able to, to speak, uh, to speak on behalf of it. And also um, to help to garner that support through, you know, your donors and everything. And um, I think we've just gotten really lucky with the support of the Barbara Schuson Literacy Foundation and our fellow young professionals group leaders and our co-chair Courtney and Grace and I, and, um, and, it's just, you know, really, really being passionate about what you're doing because it's it's not an easy lift, something of this of this size, but it makes it easier when you have the support. Fantastic. And I can't think of a better way to end. And I know that this is probably going to be the first of many successful things you two chair over the years. I don't know if you want to hear that or not, but um, <laughs> but I have a feeling that, you know, you all will be asked to, you know, along with Courtney, asked to chair other things again in the future. So, you know, thank you both. Thank you, Grace. Thank you, Victoria, for being our guest today. I really appreciate having you both here. Thanks so much for having us. And the eighth annual Storybook Gala Around the World with Madeline, benefiting the Barbara Bush Houston Literacy Foundation, will be on November 10th, 2023 at Union Square at Minute Maid Park in Houston, Texas. For more information, please visit bushhoustonliteracy.org. 
And that will do it for this episode of Fun and Fundraising. I'm your host, Rob Giardinelli, reminding you to keep it fun, keep it interesting, and your guests will have a great time. Have a great day, everyone, and take care.